1: It's business time. It's business. It's business time. I know what you're trying to say. You're trying to say it's time for
0: business. It's business time. Ooh. It's business. It's business time. yeah, yeah. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money. On AM
1: 1220, KDOW. Talk to today, Dr. Jeffrey Rosen, Chief Economist at Briefing.com. How are you, Mr. Rosen?
2: Oh, pretty good. How about yourself?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm very summertime, so I'm a little distracted and not working quite as hard and kind of enjoying the weather.
2: <laughs> I don't blame
1: you. With that said, uh, it's kind of a, a day where you and I are going to have to pay attention to what the Federal Reserve has to say because they're publishing their minutes, their data. The Fed last month signaled it was on track to start raising rates later this year. And I guess in the last 30 days, we got a little issue with China kind of rearing its head and Greece kind of flopping. Uh, is that enough for the Fed to change their mind about this year?
2: Yeah, I, I don't know if the Fed is going to pay too much attention to what's going out on outside the U.S. I know the IMF has made a, a couple statements now stating that the Fed should really, you know, hold back on their, uh, their push for a rate hike in 2015 because of external problems outside of the U.S. But, you know, the Chair Yellen has kind of, looked at that report and, and, you know, kind of ignored them in her speeches since then. So I don't know how much of an impact we're going to see on um, on the Fed, you know, basically looking at tying monetary policy to global conditions as opposed to U.S. conditions. But uh, I think the minutes are actually going to be quite important. Uh, this is something that, you know, normally I wouldn't be too uh, too concerned about. But, you know, after the last press conference, we basically got a – a statement from the chair saying that you know the next interest rate could happen at any time you know that basically we are live in terms of which meeting is going to be the you know the ultimate meeting that does the first rate hike and getting an idea of how close they were to a decision in the uh in the previous FOMC meeting would be very interesting you know knowing how you know what was the the feedback among the participants on, you know, is a near-term rate hike going to happen? And, and I think that, you know, looking ahead, you know, that, that's really important.
1: What do you expect from the Fed as far as um, their commentary today? Is there going to be any surprises or do you think it's going to be more status quo? Do you think they're basically I'm trying to say, are they getting a little bit more aggressive or are they getting a little bit more just PR press release? You
2: know, I think that it's going to be more status quo, but I okay. think that the reason why this uh, press release that these minutes are important is because you have the opportunity now to see a little bit more aggression in the Fed's discussion about when a rate hike is going to occur, you know, under previous circumstances, we knew that the Fed said that there were data dependence, and I expected the minutes to just keep reiterating that, you know, but based on what we've seen or what we've heard, I should say, from, you know, not only the chair, but other governors and other uh, members of the FOMC board, you know, the idea that a rate hike could occur as early as July or September is, is a very high possibility. Given that, we'd like to see, you know, what's going on in their discussions. Is there more of a hint of a nearer-term rate hike than what they've kind of let on in their talks uh, to the public? And I think that's why this minutes may be more important than what we've seen in the past.
1: The Fed last month made a significant shift in its description of the U.S. housing sector. Um, basically they've said it's shown improvement is that something we should be watching like better housing numbers better housing sales equals higher interest rates or is it the, the jobs number what what's the key factor you think that they're they're
2: watching well- Well, I don't think they're looking at the housing numbers as a factor for interest rates. I think that they're looking at the housing numbers because historically a rebound in construction is a significant boost to economic growth trends that drives a recovery out of a recession. And so far this recovery has not had significant contributions from the construction sector because it was so overbuilt and was one of the leading causes of the Great Recession in the first place. So the Fed looking for more normality I would say uh, in the housing market. Are we seeing, you know, conditions where buyers that want to buy have the opportunity, sellers that want to sell aren't holding on to properties longer than they want and that we're having an equilibrium that makes more sense in terms of, you know, historical trends versus what we've had or what we've experienced from 2009 through 2015?
1: Changing gears ever so slightly, and we could go into your backyard, um, Chicago, Mayor Rahm, Emanuel man, you all came to an 11th hour decision last week tied towards tackling Chicago's looming pension payment, basically secured 634 million, but he said, you know, we're going to cut 1400 jobs at public schools and there's going to be $200 million in budgetary cuts, you know, throughout. I see that story as kind of like the United States 20, 30 years from now, will be like Greece, we'll be protesting in the streets. Are there any parallels with what's happening in Greece to what's going to happen in the United States down the road?
2: You know, we're, we're talking pretty far out down the road in okay. terms of a Greece situation about pensions. I mean, one of the problems that we had in Chicago is that, and in, in Illinois in general, is that no one funded the pensions whatsoever for 20 years. And now that the pensions are due, there's no money in the pot. And, you know, the rate of return that they expect on, you know, putting money into the pension system is just not logical or feasible. So it got to the point where you, know, you got to do something to meet those two obligations. Do you raise uh, taxes, cut spending, you know, to, in order to fund the pension obligations that you're legally obligated to pay out? And, and that's a problem. You know, and it's, it's a problem for the state. In terms of the U.S., it's it's not as significant. The mismatch in Social Security isn't nearly as bad as the mismatch in pensions in Illinois. Uh, the time frame of the mismatch in Social Security is nowhere near as dire as Illinois. So seeing a full-out, uh, you know, protest in the streets because people aren't getting their Social Security checks isn't Quite going to happen, at least on my side. My my understanding. You know, okay. The difference also between Greece and the United States is we could print our own currency. So even though you know, it's not a good long-term solution, you know, but if we had to meet an obligation, the United States has the ability to do so, given the you know consequences of doing that. Interesting. Um, because I see that the, in media,
1: we tend to sensationalize things just to skosh, but uh, I see this, you know, state after state just in bad economic, you know, uh, situations, and le- yet we're in our sixth year of expansion in the stock market, some things just aren't, you know, jiving per se, and, uh, you know, even the county that I live in, you know, has got a school district funding problem, and, you know, parents are looking at each other like, why is this, because Aren't things great in the Bay Area, all things considered? Um, media yeah. seems to really jump on it.
2: You know, the states are in worse off situation than the U.S. in general. You know, And a lot of that is because okay. state policies are, you know, not as economically fundamentally strong as the U.S. in general. You know, you have a lot of people in a lot of states that are trying to do things to – get the state growing faster than your neighbors, but they're actually not. You know, you're seeing it in Wisconsin with, uh, you know, all the tax cuts and austerity measures in Wisconsin, and the state's growing uh, worse than Minnesota. You're seeing it in Kansas, where you cut taxes significantly, but you've seen such a shortfall in revenues because of that, that you have to cut jobs or cut something in order to balance your budget. You know, the idea of the state growing and getting growing out of it isn't necessarily happening. You know, and the fact that everybody wants to cut taxes and expect to see revenues increase, it's not plausible. So you're always going to end up with a mismatch. You're always going to see problems on that side. So if, if you're not willing to take the the medicine, you know, and that involves both raising taxes and cutting spending, you're not going to solve the problem, and if you only do one or the other, you almost end up in a worse off situation.
1: We've got a little less than a minute um anything from Thursday's jobs report last week that uh, was is worth mentioning
2: yeah i mean it, it was a disappointing number. The headline kind of met expectations that which you know which was fine, but the fact is we're not seeing wage growth you know you're seeing businesses still feeling that they don't need to offer higher wages to attract talent. And if that's going to continue, it's going to be hard for inflation to get to the Fed's target. It's going to be hard for the economy to grow well beyond the, you know, 2% level that we've been seeing over the last few years. So until wages start growing, until we start seeing some kind of movement on that end, you know, look at more of the same in terms of economic situation. Thanks very much.
1: Dr. Jeff Rosen, chief economist at briefing.com com. He writes articles for Briefing, but you know they all kind of work together. I start my day every day at Briefing.com, I've got a professional subscription that I think is well worth the money. Um, they encapsulate things, they break down all, all breaking news, they hit you know, obviously the big economic stories, the big story pictures on Wall Street, the trending stories, uh, the technicals, the small caps, the growth ideas. It's a pretty good website. I can say that with a, a big thumbs up and a personal endorsement. Strength day in utilities, weakness in financials, industrials, materials, tech, and telco. Greece has submitted a three year bailout request for, that includes tax reforms. We'll see if they bite. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Rob Black and your money.